Christ, it's early. Who whose idea was it to do it this early this week? <laughs> Not mine. Apologies, I do have a lot to get through, and it was either <sighs> let you clowns run the show without me, which I just cannot inflict on our listeners anymore, or we do it early. Curse you and not wishing to starve and not wishing to be homeless with your with your day job and everything. You're listening to the Host Unknown podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. Emphasis on the morning. Good afternoon. Good evening from wherever you are joining us, and welcome to episode. 130 134 of the host unknown podcast welcome one and all welcome dear listener um we hope you're well we, we're picking up a few more listeners you know we we've, are we've yeah we're, i think we've we've doubled to about seven or eight now something <laughs> like that it's it's it, I, you know, it really feels like we're not shouting into the void anymore uh, so yeah, last week I think was our best stats for the entire week. So thank well, you, uh, both of you, for for uh, not both of you two, both of our listeners for joining us. It was well. I, I think the problem is that you know people joined last week, so they'd gotten used to the previous two weeks when Jav wasn't here. So oh, yeah. actually, it's worth <laughs> listening to now. So. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to see if, it, if if everything just dips back down below now because it's like oh crap, those three monkeys are back again. You know. <laughs> anyway, how are we, Jav? Oh, sorry. No, forget it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. This is great. This is great. This is, this is great. I was going to say great radio, great podcast stuff. You know, being interrupted and then being told, oh, it doesn't matter. It's so very British. So very British. Uh, so, Jav, how are you? Good, good. Uh, it's This week has been good because yesterday and um, today the US is off doing turkey stuffings or something like that. That's so, right. So because most of my colleagues are based in the US, uh, Inbox has been quiet and I've caught up on work, unlike some other people. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh dear. Andy, what about you? How have you been this week? Uh, good. Busy. I'm uh, a bit of a bottleneck at work. As, um, are you? you? Know, everything's coming to me and... Uh, yeah, less output than input. I've got more stuff coming in than going out. It's uh, much like my diet of old. <laughs> so are you constantly shaking hands with the consequence of your actions every morning? <laughs> exactly. Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, or yeah. inaction as the case may be. <laughs> We've all had weeks like that. We've all had weeks like that. Feels like uh, a to, month like that, though. Not yeah, <laughs> To, to Andy's boss, you know, in fairness, he, you know, we barely see him since he he started working for you. Very, <laughs> very busy. He's always, always says he's got something else to do. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just you and me, Jav. Who knows? I don't know. Checks no, he, his wife was posting on on uh, Instagram the other day saying how she misses her husband. Uh, his new job has him has him traveling out and every about all the time and like you know oh i thought you're gonna say his new job has him faking his own death you know (laughs) his wife saying in in memory of my 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 husband yeah anyway tom how was your week (laughs) moving swiftly on (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah very good uh in london virtual week uh, i'm actually staying over tonight as well into the weekend uh because i was invited out to some awards ceremony um 
not not nothing to do with me per se. I was I was somebody's plus one, All which right. I thought brilliant. So I'll stay over in London. That'd be lovely, you know. Get the old uh, monkey suit out and bow tie and stuff and all that sort of thing. And it turns out that it's not an evening event. It's an afternoon event. Ridiculous. So it's like, does an awards thing in the afternoon? <laughs> who does an awards thing in the afternoon? And and also, who invites, you know, somebody as their plus one without knowing the times of the of the, uh, of the event, right? <laughs> in my defence, I thought it was an evening event. <laughs> <laughs> So, nonetheless, uh, we are, we will be catching up on the Edgware Road tonight, Andy, because we know you're too busy. We know you're working. So, um, but uh, yeah, we'll be catching up uh, for some dinner on the Edgware Road tonight, which which uh, is uh, the highlight of my week. Okay. Uh, no, so you've been in of... London all week, and then you uh, you asked me ten minutes ago whether I'm free for dinner tonight <laughs> whilst I'm at home. Well. In, in fairness, Jav did throw this at me uh, fairly recently. So, uh, <coughs> yeah, three weeks ago. And I was going to say, it, it's not going to be the highlight of me, my week. The highlight of my week was seeing my son last night and we went to the cinema and had dinner and it was fantastic. Wow, that's a positive note to end on. I know, I know. A positive and uncynical note. Yeah. So talking of... Positive and uncynical. Shall we see what we've got coming up for you today? This week in InfoSec talks about legendary brands in the industry. Rant of the week exposes more meta shithousery. Uh, Billy Big Balls is a story about Uncle Sam doing it wrong. Industry news brings us the latest great secure news stories from around the world. And tweet of the week is an industry term you may not be using correctly. There's a lot of shithousery going on in the social media platforms, isn't there? Uh, Well, I think most of it... Well, I don't know. I mean, Meta's gone under the radar because of people on Twitter complaining so much. That's right. It's it's still just as bad at at Meta. It's just that it's worse at Twitter. What what I find really funny is on Mastodon and other places, people are referring to Twitter as the bird site. The burb site, that's right. The bird site, yeah. And... Everyone's everyone just calling it that, and and it reminds me of of someone that breaks up, and then they refer to their ex as the dickhead or something like that. They never <laughs> refer to them by their name ever again. Like... <laughs> I see. Also, there's there's been a lot of resurrection of the fail whale, which was the early, yes. you know, when yeah. Twitter was in its infancy and overcapacity. You know, yeah, and they had problems. The fail whale came out, which I thought, you know, and it, it only recently struck me, of course, we have not been seeing that f- for such a long time. You know, when I first joined Twitter, <clears throat> and I know you guys were on there before me, when I first joined Twitter, what, 2010, 20, uh, 2010, I think? It might, it, no, it happened, you know, not infrequently, you know, but it was there. But yeah, we hadn't seen it for years. And now, of course, everybody's talking about the fail whale referring to Twitter <laughs> as a whole. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, the, the the funniest one was um, there was one of the uh, volunteer admins on on Mastodon posted a picture of the farewell and said like, "I'll be honest here, as a humble instance admin receiving all kinds of DMs and emails, the abuse excessive reports folks on our instance grew from sixty users to twenty two thousand in the span of two weeks." Uh, yeah. committing about six to eight hours every day, knowing I have other commitments like a day job and other things, burning the candle on both ends. Um, please save some space for my patients. Well, <laughs> if it isn't the consequences of my own action. 
<laughs> well, you... I don't know. I don't think they, individually they didn't sort of say, hey, everybody, Twitter's failing. Come over to my instance that has only got 60 people on. You know, I think infosec.exchange went from, is it 120 um, uh, users to 30,000 in, in a space of a couple of weeks. So, you know, when you've got 120 active users on your platform and you're managing that, that's pretty cool. That's that's quite straightforward. You don't expect to go from 120 to 30,000 in two weeks, do you, really? Well, it depends if they're built to scale, Yeah, uh, if I'm honest. So I, but then so again, I, why right, are they I've built to scale? Why would there. they build to scale? Because, like, well, what do, you, what do you want for the site? Do you actually want more people, or are they <laughs> exactly. just happy having a little chat room? Because like, they might as well set up a WhatsApp. I think group. they, I think they wanted the latter. If I'm honest, I think you know, yeah, we want to scale, but not speed. We nah, want to sort of, we want to slowly sit on a Discord right. server. Then sit on a no, Discord if server. If they wanted you that, they, they would have yeah. limited new signups or something like that. Yeah. So they, I mean, they, I've been there, like in the early, well, in the early noughties when uh, friends reunited. Remember that site? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I worked for a place that had launched um, basically the equivalent across Europe and uh, was it, Mexico of all places called uh, Posado. And was it, it, was it, wasn't it Friends Reunited and Marriages Revisited? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I'm not going to say that. I'll get in trouble. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, back then we had issues where we could not buy servers fast enough. Right, you know, we just could and but the cloud these days takes all that pain away. As long as your application and database is built to scale, you're able to just add capacity on demand. Yeah, you know, we couldn't do that in the early noughties. We if literally you've got deep there was pockets, a two week yes. delay. And you know, we're spending twenty five K on like database servers just to get these quad processors yeah. Yeah. To, to process stuff. But but yeah, I don't know. If you've this, got the cash for it, you're absolutely right. But a lot of these places haven't. They just well, set these well, things up as hobby servers. Well, well you know what? So it, go on Discord. Yeah. Don't, why, why are you setting up this thing? Like, let's yeah. You're setting up because you want to get a small community of people together. You can you're do not that on Discord. To add Discord. tens exactly. of thousands of people. No. Private Slack channel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? It's it's like. You, 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 it's really easy to sit there and complain and bitch and moan, oh, Twitter isn't doing this fast enough or Facebook isn't doing All of a sudden, now you're faced with a tenth of the problem they have and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is a lot harder. Uh, hey, we're all friends here. Let, let's try and be, be patient. And, and, you know, and everyone's like, no, we're used to free services and having good service. You know, yeah. suck it up. They weren't up. advertising for people to join them. People were saying, let's go uh, there. Well, do you know what? They place. were back in... 2016 or 2017. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they oh, okay. definitely so were trying to so steal people So forgive them for their five-year-old out-of-date, you know, growth campaign. Well, I think they just gave up at the time because they realised they'd never be able to compete with. <laughs> with Twitter. No, they couldn't. Of course, they couldn't. But now Twitter's going down the down the the burb tube. People really? aren't leaving. People no. are saying they're leaving, but no one's leaving. No one's leaving. Well, the the thing is. They are leaving, but they're not deleting their accounts. How many times have you had seen the hashtag like delete Facebook over the years? <laughs> yeah. How many times? Every six months, I, hashtag delete I, Facebook. I, I, delete I, I don't know because I'm not on Facebook. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Oh, God, <laughs> oh, yes, not again. <laughs> not again. Oh, you bastards. You bastards. Right, we're definitely moving on now. We're definitely moving on to what was my favourite part of the show, but the guy who does this part is now a dick to me. It's time for... This week in InfoSec.
It is that part of the show where we take a stroll down InfoSec memory lane with content liberated from the Today in InfoSec Twitter account and further afield. And this week we have gone much further afield as I've dug up some old stories taking you back 24 years to the 24th of November 1998 when AOL announced it would buy Netscape Communications. Now, they are two named legends of the industry that um, you probably don't hear about uh, that much anymore. Um, so AOL announced it would buy Netscape Communications in a deal worth $4.2 billion. Can you believe that? Whoa. Um, and at the time, it was actually considered a good move by AOL. Like It was considered a bargain. <laughs> um, so for AOL and Netscape to merge forces to better compete with Microsoft in the browser market. Um, of all things, can you believe someone would spend 4.2 billion to compete with uh, Internet Explorer? Um, however, Microsoft dominance in the PC market could not be stopped, and uh, Netscape sadly lost almost all of its market share to Internet Explorer. Um, and it was just mere five years later that Microsoft actually settled a monopoly lawsuit with AOL, um, who had by this time been <laughs> acquired by Time Warner. Um, and they settled that lawsuit over the $750 million value of uh, Netscape, which they believe had lost because Microsoft's obviously pre-packaging Internet Explorer uh, with all um, Windows operating systems. Um, so, you know, AOL, once itself a dominant Internet service provider, um, you know, begun slowly losing its subscriber base. Um, however, and this was, you know, as broadband um, came about, I think we've spoken before about how AOL used to send out all these CDs with like, you know, yeah. three, 200 hours, like to the best marketing campaign ever uh, in the world, you know, to, to sign up all these users. But um, looking at this story, I didn't realize it was actually as um, recent as 2013. AOL still had over 2 million dial up users um subscribers to their service in 2013 which i know as i say it sounds it's actually like nine years ago but uh, that's because they're all in ohio though weren't they yeah probably yeah some other <laughs> backward state um and the crazy thing was that <laughs> it's thanksgiving you're supposed to be nice they're not gonna be listening no, oh yeah because yeah they love celebrating the british out there don't they um <laughs> so yeah we went from two million uh users in 2013 actually went up to 2.1 million in 2015 um but as of the latest figures uh from 2021 it's now reported to be in the uh thousands rather than millions uh in terms of people that are still using aol dial-up accounts wow wow but yeah legends of the game like names you don't hear anymore but uh i remember like creating the original websites everyone had the netscape now like icon yes. on their site with the yeah. spinning um you know and when Netscape Navigator Gold loaded up, it took about five minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, I remember Netscape. I really do. <laughs> Fantastic. What, watching those images download one line at a time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it didn't support the blink tag either. Which, yeah. Um, yeah uh, it wasn't the blink tag I was downloading. But... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving swiftly on, our second story takes us back a mere five years to the 21st of November 2017. Uh, when it was actually reported that Uber had concealed a massive hack that exposed data oh, of 57 God, yeah. million users and drivers 
Um, although they disclosed it on the 21st of November 2017, the hack had actually occurred 13 months previously in the October of 2016. Um, and this is the story of the uh, CSO who then contacted the hackers and paid the ransom, but made them sign papers saying that it was a bug bounty and, um, you know, they weren't actually hacked. Therefore, didn't need to disclose <laughs> that data had been compromised. Um, and yeah, that had uh, played out. I think it was just until, you know, a couple of months ago when, um, you know, he was up in court uh, on these charges and, you know, half the community saying, oh, it's not fair. The CSO gets blamed for hacks and all this kind of stuff. Whereas um, skating over the fact he's not being blamed for the company being hacked. He's being blamed for attempting to cover it up. And, uh, yeah. From yeah, from lying to the, to the authorities, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, a lot happens in a uh, short space of time. Indeed. Excellent. Thank you very much, Andy, for this week's. This week in InfoSoc. Sketchy presenters, weak analysis of content, and consistently average delivery. Like and subscribe now. Right, let's move on, shall we, to uh, my my favourite part of the show, the part of the show that I will call... Listen up! Rant of the week. It's such a mother rage. And this one, this one, just do you know what? One thing that, um, if it because it's Thanksgiving, let's let's think about our our American friends and brethren over over the pond. And something they always like to talk about is you know the fact that everything over there is you know better. It's better run. Bigger. They're bigger. They've got freedom. Um, you know, there's, they, they've got the ability to do whatever they want. And, and you know, the, 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 what's been going on the last few years has kind of poked a few holes in that. Well, here's, here's another one for you. So the headline reads, tax filing websites have been sending users financial information to, guess who? Facebook. Yay! <laughs> so in the US, unlike in uh, most other countries, you have to buy third-party tax filing software in order to file your taxes or do it entirely manually without any kind of help whatsoever. So, you know, there are no <clears throat> there are no sort of uh, public services available per se on this. It all has to be through a third party. Um, so unlike here, if you do your tax return, yes, you can use third-party software, but the HMRC's website will also allow you to fill everything in, right? Over there, you've got to use um, the one of these third parties. And so there's there's lots of these tax filing services. H&R Block, Tax Act, Tax Slayer uh, um, are just three of them. And what they've been doing is quietly transmitting sensitive financial information to Facebook when Americans file their taxes online. Nice. Can you believe that? Your, your tax information, so not it's probably your social security number, date of birth, address, you know, name, maiden name, any other kind of personal identifiers, how much you earn, how it's taxed, what contributions you make, what other incomes you have, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, huge amounts of stuff. And this <clears throat> this has been this data has been sent through some widely used code called the Metapixel. Which <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing I have no idea what the hell. They don't even hide it. it. <laughs> 
No, yeah. no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They could at least have called it the not meta pixel. Yeah. Um, call, call, but it, it the, it, call it the Apple pixel and really throw them off the The same. Apple <laughs> pixel, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nothing to see here, folks. Not us at all. Um, but it's but it's information of you know names, email addresses, but offer much more detailed information in users' income, filing status, refund amounts, dependents, college scholarship amounts. I'm guessing, you know, uh, student loan payments, all, all that sort of thing, allowing Facebook to power its advertising algorithms, uh, you know, and gather the stuff um, and get this, even if the person who has used that tax filing service doesn't have an account on Facebook. Excellent. So that old adage of the only database that's bigger in Facebook, bigger than the users, uh, you know, the Facebook users database is the database of people that aren't on Facebook. Is it, true. Didn't it uh, refer to like the shadow database or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah that's profiles. right. That's right. Shadow. Yeah, because yeah, it can. Uh, yeah. And because oh, this happened, what do people got freaked out when they sign up to Facebook? They upload one picture and then all of a sudden Facebook says, hey, look, yeah, do you want to tag yourself and all these other people's pictures? Because this is you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because uh, yeah, they do actively encourage people to tag. You can actually insert names, whether those people are on yeah. Facebook or not, can't you? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, do you know, I mean, for me, the funniest thing about all of this is, uh, you know, the US government still complains about uh, TikTok. And uh, data being sent to China. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> as long as the data stays in the US, we're all good. I, t- I tell you what, you you we're going to have to call you the the white knight of TikTok. You know, whenever <laughs> anything about the U- US comes up, it's like, and yet the US government complains about TikTok. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got no issue with that. Like as as long as we're consistent. Like, well, you know, yes. If you yes. want to complain about something, complain about, it, but don't sort of think that everything's good in your own backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, I, I, I get it. I totally get it. Like, like, like is, the BBC is... and the coverage of Qatar. <laughs> We're not going I... down that road this week. <laughs> I thought that they they didn't cover the opening ceremony and stuff like that, and they did talk about the the, the issues that were going on in Qatar. But I, yeah, exactly. I don't know because I'm not following it. No, but I'm that's exactly looking... the point. It's like it's 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 like what how they do with TikTok. It's really easy to blame someone else and then ignore some of your own problems and and take the. The high and mighty road. <laughs> that that's the issue here. It's not necessarily the right. topics, but it's like to Andy's point. If you want to complain about something, be consistent. Apply the Do same standard to yourself and to others. If you're gonna be a dick, be a consistent dick. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't referring to you then, Andy. Believe it or not. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so so despite this forced jollity here, this is outrageous. How are Facebook? I mean, how much are Facebook paying these companies for a start? Are these companies even clearly stating, not just in some fine print somewhere, but are they clearly stating that that your data is going to be transferred to Facebook? Um, I I think you only actually have to do that if people are based in, what, California and four other states at the moment, don't you? The the US data protection laws are so... That's the Copper Act, isn't it? No, the CC... Uh, whatever, yeah, the California, yeah. whatever, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's the Copper Act because there's two that sound like copper. One is about children, and one is about data or general data, as it were. There's uh, a CCPA, CCPA, California oh, yeah. Consumer Privacy Act. Yes, that's the one. Yes. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, but um, then actually, if I recall, that doesn't actually apply to government institutions. They're excluded from it. So depending on whether these tax companies can claim some association with government. Or, or Facebook. I mean, or, let's face yeah. it, they'll do fucking anything, won't they? <laughs> very, very thin, <laughs> tenacious link. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, we, we had somebody who once worked at the... Uh, uh, at USPS, so we're part of the federal government. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, um, just appalling, absolutely appalling. And the fact that this is being done so brazenly. Um, and the, the thing that gets me, and this is going to, just before I close, the thing that gets me is that why is this not a much bigger deal? I don't get why this is Fatigue. not such a, this should be on front page. You know, Facebook are, not stealing your data, but is but he's taking your data without your explicit approval. Stealing your data, it, yes. Yeah, I yeah, think you're exactly. Right. They are stealing it, and and yeah. this again, I think this probably will get worse because Facebook are getting desperate. They lost so much money since Apple started blocking their their, their trackers and what have you, and people had to opt in. Um, they've lost so much money. I think they're going to see probably more of this where they're going to just go around other avenues and say, where else can we get sensitive data from? And I think yeah, it really needs to be stamped out now and hard. Otherwise, this is just going to end up everywhere. Yeah, completely agree. And that was this week's Rant of the Week. Okay, let's move on, shall we, uh, to uh, Jav's uh, Billy Big Bull's Defender of the Criminals of the Week. Okay, okay, I like how you you, you call me Defender of the Criminals, you call me like uh, a right-wing, <laughs> like Fox News anchor and what have you. I am you. just asking the questions. I am just asking the questions, that's all I do. <laughs> And in fact, Andy, can we get a jingle made up? You know, Billy Big Ball's Defender of the Criminals of the Week. You know what? I, for Christmas, I'm going to ask you to send me one of those Tucker Carlson wigs or something, and then I can get it. <laughs> and the fat suit. Don't forget the fat suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, I, you know, I, I did actually tell you, I did actually try and get additional jingles made up, but the guy's on holiday. Uh, he's on oh, holiday? Sure. We haven't yeah. paid him that much. I know. I think he's moonlighting. Uh, what? What Shocking. is is six jingles Shocking. every six months not enough? I know, honestly, <laughs> the audacity of some people is unbelievable. <laughs> oh, so, since we we were on the topic of Meta, let's carry on on the topic of Meta, and they release a quarterly uh, adversarial threat report, and yeah. they go through some findings about basically where there's uh, covert influence operations that they investigate and remove for violating their their um, policies against coordinated inauthentic behavior, CIB, uh, which comes after the CIA, I suppose. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I see the, the dads in the, in the audience laugh there and no one else did. <laughs> Okay, so um, in this, in their latest November-issued quarterly threat report, Meta said it had detected and dis disrupted, distributed, <laughs> disrupted influence operations, and it calls out people that were involved, 
Um, so um, these involve your usual suspects of Russia and China. However, the <laughs> the surprising entry on here was uh, about secretive influence op ops being performed by the U.S. In particular, they called out the American military. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> if that isn't a Billy Big Walls move, like, you know, asking for, for the US to say, come at me, bro, I, I have no idea what it is. They're probably feeling safe because they're actually part of the federal government. <laughs> they are. They are. <laughs> they're actually a higher, a higher division. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. They've got higher security clearance than the military. Yeah. What, what yeah. letter comes before A? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, just digging into that, these are some rookie numbers. Like, I'll be honest, they are some, like, Metro have obviously spent a lot of time, and, you know, they are solid on their, like, you know, these accounts tied to US military. They're, you know, not proper accounts or, you know, low engagement, fake and that. Literally 39 Facebook accounts, 16 pages, two groups, and 26 Instagram accounts. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have more than that. Like, you know, yeah. Like, and probably higher engagement as well. That That is pretty – they are rookie numbers, I've got to admit. They are. So a couple, yeah. of, couple of things spring to mind is, one, you know, okay, all Facebook bashing aside, at least they've gone ahead and done this, you know. So, you know. Yeah. Good on good on them for doing it. However, with those numbers, either it's you know that the the US government is is obviously not carrying out as many of these activities as we thought they were, and they're probably rogue and all that sort of thing, or they're just really good at hiding a much bigger problem. And Facebook's attempts to uncover it has been, you know, well, derisory at best. No, it's because their biggest asset. In, in this is a, 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 an asset called Rupert Murdoch. And, uh, <laughs> what? If they can spread disinformation directly through the mainstream media, they don't need to do some of these. Uh, oh, I dots. see. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why, so, why go so, through Facebook when you can go through the, what is it, the New York Times or Wall Street Journal? Exactly. Or exactly. Um, or yeah. it could be a, a political move by Meta just to point to the US government and say, you better let us steal some tax information and look, you know, look the other way while we take some tax information, and you look the other way, and we'll look the other way at your at your ops because we can find them. But uh, we are going to uh, expose this one department. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we don't like that group of guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just to put the numbers in perspective, uh, Russia they took down one thousand six hundred thirty-three accounts. 703 <laughs> okay. pages, uh, one group, and 29 accounts on Instagram. So, um, Jeez. yeah. To be fair, I'd be surprised if there's any government not doing this. Well, it's... obviously, you know, yeah, they're going to... I, I, the Tories are almost certainly doing it. In fact, they've, they've had stuff that's been highlighted as, you know, it looks like independent groups, but actually is, you know, the small prince is basically funded by the, 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 the Tory party or whatever, you know. Um it, yeah, of course, absolutely. It depends on quite how insidious it is, though. I guess. Yeah. Ah, yeah. excellent. Well, I mean, defending criminals, maybe depending on your definition of the the, the American uh, uh, government. But uh, Jeff, thank you very much for this week's Billy Big Balls of the Week.
overloaded with actionable information. Yep. Fed up receiving well-researched factual security content. Ask your doctor if the Host Unknown podcast is right for you. Always read the label, never double dose on episodes. Side effects may include nausea, eye rolling and involuntary swearing in anger. All right, given quite early, quite how early the hour is today, uh, Andy, uh, what time is it? It uh, and is don't that, say seven thirty. By the way, <laughs> it's that time of the show where we head over to our news sources over at the InfoSec PA Newswire, who have been very busy bringing us the latest and greatest security news from around the globe. Industry news. Experts warn threat actors may abuse red team tool Nighthawk. Industry news. UK privacy czar defends controversial enforcement strategy. Industry news. Meta removes pro-US accounts in Middle East and Central Asia. Industry news. Panacea launches guidance on security controls ahead of EU's new legislation. Industry news. Russian DDoS briefly briefly downed European Parliament site. Industry news. UK cups lead action against fraud site that made £100 million plus. Industry news. Cyber Essential Scheme set for April 2023 update. Industry news. Sonder confirms data breach. Documents and other PII potentially compromised. Industry news. Sharkbot malware found in Android file manager apps with thousands of downloads. Industry news. And that was this week's... Industry news. Huge. 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 Wow. ones there. What are we looking at here? Well, Cyber Central Scheme set for 2023 update. Yeah, they, looking good. They maintain that, that mean scheme. They're going to be moving to uh, the latest version of Excel for their spreadsheet. <laughs> That's harsh. That's a harsh. I this know, is a good standard. I know, I I'm know. a big fan of this one. Same, um, same. When it's so, applied in the right uh, uh, areas. Yes, of course. Applying it to large companies, it it obviously fails, but that's not what its target audience is. No, exactly. But uh, yeah, so it looks like uh, firmware. Um, You know, I think some smaller companies struggle with firmware. They're going to mandate that routers and firewall firmware need to be kept up to date and supported, which I think is a fair shout. Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, More guidance on how third party devices. um, You know, those used by subcontractors or students should be treated. Um, malware protection no longer needs to be signature based. Um, oh, so you can use uh, next gen stuff, basically. Yeah, yeah, because I think that's the thing, right? You know, once you apply these standards to the letter of the law. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I think it's positive, and I think it's good because they only did an update recently, less than two years ago. You know, so for a standard, it does. And and at the end of the day, it's raising the bar every time, right? Every yeah, uh, every, it's you know maybe moving a little bit. You know, only a little bit at a time, but it's going in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, what I, the, the story I, I enjoyed on this one is the uh, UK privacy hard defense controversial enforcement strategy. And oh, yeah. for those who don't know about that, that um, the, the information commissioner said that we there's no point in fining the government. <laughs> or, or, or government, <laughs> he, in his words, it creates a money go round of funds. 
could yeah. just take it out of one pocket, put it into the other. So well, they're, fair, they're proposing more behind-the-scenes work, so guidance and advice we can offer and, and, and things like that. So so some of the examples, like it, it slashed a proposed £500,000 fine uh, to just 50000 after the Cabinet Office accidentally leaked the addresses of individuals named on the New Year's honour list in 2019 and uh, things like that. So I get it. It makes sense. But then I'm not sure fair. what the alternative Where's is he? or, or yeah. how you're going to start holding people accountable. Yeah. They should be able to fire people. Yeah. I reckon they should get like, you know, a list of ministers they can fire. Well, they do, but then the, the, they, they re, rehire them like three weeks later, don't they? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Eight days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, like, you know, if you, if you find them a million quid, well, that's money that could have potentially gone to the NHS, right? And it's our money in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all taxpayer money. That, that, that's what it all comes down to. Like, oh, you could have bought like 50 baby incubators for that money. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that's, or... that's what we measure everything in these days, or yeah. ventilators or whatever. <laughs> Baby incubators, uh, is that what they call the offices in Westminster now? Yeah. <laughs> so have you seen this story about uh, experts warned threat actors may abuse red team tools? Um, so this new tool, Nighthawk, um, may no. soon be leveraged by threat actors. No. No, really? No, so, exactly. so a publicly available set of tools used by red teamers may be used by the criminals? I know. It's what? like a, the, the no shit Sherlock prize. It's a bit like kitchen knives could be used for crime. Yeah, could be used to stab people. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, it's a bit of a non non event that story, but um, yeah, I'm surprised they uh, they raised that in the in the, yeah, in the world of the bleeding obvious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I would say one other, like Jeb. I don't yeah, know if uh, you know the UK cops lead action against uh, Ford site. That made a yeah. hundred million pounds. So you actually looked into this story beforehand, right? Do you do. have anything to uh, any way of summarizing this to save people reading an article <laughs> like us? <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, they police and Interpol, whatever you, they're, they're they're trying to like a coordinated um, uh, attempt around the world, and they've made over one hundred forty-two arrests. Uh, of which a hundred were in the UK. <laughs> nice <laughs> uh, to to go after this site, Ice Booth site, uh, which grew in uh, twenty uh, launched in twenty twenty. Um, but they 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 believe they they're responsible for like you know hundreds of millions of of, of losses. So um, they, it's it's a major operation in dismantling it. And and as part of this, what the what the Met have is a. They, they took down some servers, so they have the, the phone numbers of all these pe- people that were victims or potentially victims. And uh, one thing they want to do is uh, send a text message to all of them saying that <laughs> you've been a victim pot- potentially of a sophisticated banking scam. Now... <laughs> so now, <laughs> yeah. now they've I've... said that everyone's going to get a text message saying, hey... Yeah, exactly. You could be a victim. Like, of a I'm scam. not falling for that one again. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, I was going to say the other way around. Please insert your bank details, and we'll tell you if uh, how much they <laughs> took from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can we can give you a refund. So yeah. one of our one of our specially trained officers will be calling you up and like just tell them the code on your <laughs> on your phone that you've been texted from, um, from our from our call center abroad. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jonathan. I'm, I'm a police officer investigating. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm, I'm glad you said that, Jeff. I, I would never have gotten away with that. Yeah, but you do it so well. You do it even better than me when we're not. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Excellent, folks. Uh, thank you for this week's Industry News. In 2021, you voted us the most entertaining cybersecurity content amongst our peers. In 2022, you crowned us the best cybersecurity podcast in Europe. You are listening to the double award winning Host Unknown podcast. How'd you like them apples? How'd you like okay. them apples? <laughs> Okay, so let's uh, let's move on to the final part of the show. Uh, it's time for Tweet of the Week. And we always play that one twice. Tweet of the Week. And I shall take us home with this week's Tweet of the Week. It is from Jamie Collier. And he says, he's included a uh, screenshot that he's taken from the Urban Dictionary. And his commentary says... Just discovered Mandiant has an Urban Dictionary entry. Fantastic stuff. Huge if true. Oh, he's and he's obviously a listener. Obviously a listener. a listener. Clearly a listener. The, uh, and the screenshot, this Urban Dictionary describes Mandiant as a verb. To litter a report with terms like advanced persistent, persistent advanced, advanced threat, persistent threat, where the country of China is mentioned no less than 20 times. An example of usage is, we haven't sold anything this year. We need to mandiant this report. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the best thing about this is this entry was actually inserted or created in um, April 2013. So it is 2013? 2013. Wow. So it's That's... not a new... I mean, this was peak China, right? This yeah. was uh, mandiant's peak obsession with China back then. So... This is pre-FireEye days. It is, <laughs> yeah. But it was well, the fellow's name. Peak uh, Fire Eye, isn't it? No, what was the fellow's name? Rich, Rich, um, Bajak, Baitlick, yeah, Baitlick, yeah, and the memes of him that used to go around saying it was China. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying it was China, but it was China. No, he doesn't even start with that. He just says it was China. He doesn't even caveat. No, no, there with was anything. another. There was another meme about you yeah. know. I'm not saying it was aliens, but it yeah. was aliens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Oh, very good. Thank you, Andy. And thank you uh, to our favourite listener at the moment, Jamie Collier. <laughs> Tweet of the week. Well done, chaps. So I think we, we've made it. It's just coming up to, what, eight o'clock? So, Andy, I think you can uh, you can start at your your duly appointed uh, one hour early for your, <laughs> for your work day. So jolly well job. done. On, yeah, exactly, on the day job. Um, uh, Jav, you can go back to bed, obviously. Uh, and I, well, in case you hadn't guessed, uh, we've we've had a few issues with some of the jingles today, so I'm going to be uh, at, at the editing desk for a little while. But, uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for today. Jav, thank you, sir. You're welcome. And Andy, thank you. Stay secure, my friends. Stay secure. You've been listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, comment and subscribe. 
If you hated it, please leave your best insults on our Reddit channel. Worst episode ever. R slash smashing security. So uh, with it being Black Friday, you're going to buy yourself a new stream deck so uh, we can all hear the jingles. So it might work next time. I know exactly. No, I think I think the ashtrays on this laptop are obviously full, so I think I might just get a new laptop instead. 